Welcome back. Borderline Raptors underway here. Kitchen Deno joining very, very shortly. Uh, we dive right into uh, Deno's gambling issues, uh, betting against the Raptors, which is uh, completely unacceptable. So he tries to uh, to validate why he did that in last night's game against the Bucks. But we go into the Bucks game last night, which obviously uh, saved the Raptors from our wrath. Uh, a little bit on the, uh, the Minnesota uh, debacle. Um, and, you know, we talk just sort of where we think the Raptors are. We go through the trade scenarios with this whole drum and talk. Um, and, you know, some differing opinions on where we think the Raps can go this year. Uh, and then it's into a couple of NBA storylines, uh, our, our watered down version of backyard gambling, uh, moving forward. We've got a, what are we watching now segment? And one gives uh, a few updates on that might interest you to see if you have seen any of these shows. If you haven't, you might want to uh, tune in into, uh, what drives you and uh, AOB. So with that, uh, we can get rolling here. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed in the last uh, few weeks watching the Raptors on a relatively consistent basis, uh, I would say the NBA refereeing has just been somewhat atrocious. Uh, It's just so inconsistent. Uh, The superstar calls, the calls after a player takes a shot that doesn't go in, then they blow the whistle and call the foul. It's just, it's infuriating. And it just seems to be not a lot of rhyme or reason to how this is working. And you'd think for a multi-billion dollar organization, refereeing should not be uh, an issue. But anyways, I'm digressing on a bit of a rant there, but I just think it's one of those things that has to be cleaned up. But uh, as you're about to hear from our first guest uh, here, who is the the unknown, uh, the unknown coach, as we refer to him, uh, he tends to agree with some of the challenges with refereeing uh, across the basketball universe. Coach? Uh, the officiating definitely went right for Grand Rapids. That was as unprofessional as a officiating performance. And I hope you tweet this out and tag the league because that was embarrassing. Um, Matt Rafferty is a That being said, we have to be so much better at the end of games. We can't blow a 21-point lead with 12 minutes to go. However bad and biased and uh, unfair and illegal and cheating the referees are, uh, we have to be better closing games. And so that's the way I feel. Kitch, yellow, Michael, Nanomi. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, listen, uh, here we are already uh, in the pre-production meeting. There's a big concern about the length of the agenda, which, as always, I will steer us uh, in the right direction and I will have everyone where they need to be. In a very short period of time, so don't, let's not let's not let's not fret about that. But we're going to start right off the bat. Um, Mike uh, Denomi, Deno, repeat after me. I will never bet against the Raptors ever again. I will bet against the Raptors again. Tell tell the audience tell the audience what you did last night. Well. Through uh, through peer pressure during the game, Lowry <laughs> went a, out. I take, a, I take a bit of responsibility. Yeah, Kitch Kitch goes. It'd be a good time to bet to bet um, against the Raps, and that's when the Raps. Um, I think they're up. No, actually, who, who was it? Was half time. It was half. It was. All, all, yeah. You you sent that so at half time. I yeah, waited. So. Yeah, I waited till a betting opportunity, so I didn't bet it at like minus whatever. So I got a plus one forty. Was it Kitch? It was plus one forty. And I felt pretty good. No, no, tell but, everyone what you did. Plus one forty for who? For the Bucks. Yeah. So you bet the Bucks at plus one forty. That means the Bucks had to win the game for you to win your bet. <laughs> yes, I also had the over, so I did very well in the game last night. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what we're talking about here. I, I don't know if you've read the bylaws of your involvement with this uh, podcast, <laughs> but I really do. I have a problem with it. I do not. Okay. I've told. I, I had to teach us the kitsch. And now I'm going to teach it to you. You don't bet against the Raptors. You just don't do it. Like, I want to do it too sometimes, but I don't do it. I learned it from the couch in Bermuda. There was one yeah. night I, I, I thought about doing it one night. I got scorned on, so I never, never broached it after that. So. And I'll tell you what, if you do it again, you sure shit don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't I, will tell tell you, I will tell when you. I will tell you. When you said that, I was like, oh, oh Bar's not going to be happy. <laughs> yeah, I was not. That Seriously, that does bother me. Okay, so you won't do that again. All right, that's good. That was quick. That was almost like AOB right there. there um, okay. So let's dive in to Raps Review right off the bat. So I was ready to come just scathing with like a hate on for everything Raptors. Um, I even tweeted out that I was almost done with We the North. but I. And then as luck would have it for me, the Raptors show up last night 
And, you know, all in all, I would say I would give that performance. I don't think uh, some people were calling it their best game of the season. It was I think the Nets game was their best game of the season. But that's like top three ish. Like they really, really did play well. OG, I thought, played great coming out of the injury. Player prop overs. Uh, And so, yeah, let's start there. Kitch. Yeah. So. As we always say, we, we say that sort of Boston seems to have uh, to have our number. We seem to have a bit of Milwaukee's number. I, th- I think when Milwaukee plays us, we we uh, there's something there's something there that that we turn it up a notch and and we get them off their game a little bit. So uh, yeah, I I I didn't think it was going to happen when Larry went out. I thought we are done. So I was with Deno, not financially, but but thought wise, <laughs> and. Uh, I had Lowry over everything, over assists, over rebounds, over points, and he was under half on everything at halftime, and then he never came back and played again. So that was a bad beat night for me, but uh, I was still very happy with the Raptors and the fact that they uh, they uh, they showed up, played a, played a solid game. Deno? Yeah, I thought the, um, if you call the score at half, was 64-64, like high-scoring game. And then after that, we beat, we beat him 60-49. to So our, our defense uh, was much, much better. Um, we knew Giannis would have an amazing night. Like with us, with us going small, oh my god! Like the start of that game with Lopez and him in there, like that was. I thought that was going to be a complete disaster on defense. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because small ball was one of the topics I wanted to throw out there, uh, and w- what you think the longevity of that is. Um, so interesting to do it against the Bucks with two seven footers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was, yeah, I'm sitting there going, "Well, this is we're done because er, er, here's our strategy: small ball, and we're going to switch in every pick and roll." I mean, the number of times uh, Freddie or Lowry was <laughs> yeah. in the paint with Lopez trying to do yeah. with Lopez, or, yeah, I was like, "Well, this is not going to work." Uh, next thing you know, Freddie's got two quick fouls. Lowry had it, like I thought this mm-hmm. is just this is not going to work, and then. I mean, I don't know if it was it, – listen, 64 points is too many in the first half. So I don't know. I think it was a bad coaching job uh, in Milwaukee last night. Like th- that, They just had to pound that thing all day with Lopez, just all day with Lopez, every time he's in the paint with a, with a guard on him. Yeah. So I don't know if small ball is here to stay, uh, but you know what? I hate to say it. Like you can't take Norm out, as we've talked about, and it's our it's probably our best five. Yeah, like I wouldn't pick Milwaukee, the team to go try it against. But for those that watching the game, the players wanted to do it. So Nurse, Nurse kind of said, "Okay, prove prove to me you can do it." Right. So I thought their intensity, their intensity to start that game, r- remind me of Brooklyn a bit. Right. They, they came out yeah. like pissed. Right. Yeah. So maybe them going small ball, they, they they have something more to prove. They want to prove people wrong that that they can play it. But defense wise, oh my god, like I was, I was like laughing, think, thinking like. He got a six one guy and a seven foot guy. Lob it in there, and he's got a three footer every time. But you're right. Like I don't know why they weren't doing that. They they did it a bit, but like the Raptors should have gotten so much foul trouble. I don't. I don't think. I think they caught Milwaukee completely off guard. Like I don't think they provisioned for that or, or planned for that. And and I don't think it was overly announced that uh, that that was going to be going to game plan. Like I think. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to see a real true, true test of it. Now teams will say, okay, if they're going to start these five, here's how we're going to start the game. So I think you're going to see a a big mm-hmm. a, a big switch now in the next few games versus that versus this this first one. I don't know if I've ever heard the word uh, provisioned as a basketball terminology before. Lisa, I want some more. The, the Bucks provisioned for that? Were they like stock cans of beans in their cover? Like, uh, that's yeah. But you know, I like it. It's a good it's a good use of that word. Um, listen. I, I also think that maybe the starting five, those five guys went over to Nick and said, what's your option not to start us? And they, and they all point to Baines when they say that, like, I mean, that's that's what we're going to do. Because I think the Baines experiment now is actually, I didn't mind what they did with them last night, spotted him a few minutes here and there. Yeah. You know what? But I think that that's exactly what he is. Six to eight minutes, a half, go get you four fouls, maybe four rebounds. And if you're lucky, uh, you only, only four missed layups. So that's his, uh, that is new triple double four points, <laughs> four turnovers, four fouls. Yeah, four, that's, an ex, that's an expensive guy to be doing that. Listen, I agree, but for what that, that fleeting moment where he teased us for maybe two or three games or two and a half games, we thought, okay, well maybe he's finding his rhythm. It's just gone the other way again. He can't finish around the rim. He can't jump. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a defensive stalwart of any kind. He's a warm body that gets you six fouls and, and just eats up some some minutes to give some starters some rest, right? I mean, that's that's what he is. Or if you're the coach, he would love getting that feedback. Like, he'd be going, wow, I'm I'm motivated. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Yeah, well, I, and I would say prove me wrong. Prove me you're not a bag of hammers. <laughs> so, all right. Um but let's, before we get off the wraps and get into our trade scenarios, uh, 
But does this, does that win last night as the winner of the Nets? Does it make you feel any different about our prospects? So the last six games, we lost to Minnesota, we lost to Atlanta, uh, we got pummeled by Boston. Um, then we show up for this game. So this one game, I die. You just have to go back two games and you forget about that one game and, and how bad it was losing the losing that Minnesota squad. So yeah. I, I'm not I'm not sold on this yet for sure. In a in a seven game series, like yeah, maybe we get one win or two win. I, I don't see us beat any of the top top four. Okay, so I was going to go. Uh, it's funny you say that because I was actually just thinking slightly differently about a seven game series. I'm guessing there aren't too many teams in the East right now who would want to play us. No one's sitting there going, let's line up to play the Raptors. Like we're th- all of a sudden we're a bit of a scrappy team. You know, I'll call it championship DNA because I still do believe they have the defending champs. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't think you want to play if they play like that, that's not a team you want to play over seven games. We're obviously gonna make some moves here too, I think. We'll tr- we'll talk about it in a second. But here's what I think. I think if you can bottle that second half performance of both the Nets game and the Bucks game and figure that out for some sort of longevity, then I think this team can be a little bit scary and who knows, maybe they steal a series against a team that they're, they're not favored. Like that's, can they get two series like that? I don't know. Um, but can I, listen, I told you guys I did a little bit of stat research and here's, I think our glaring, glaring problem. We make a lot of teams look really good shooting the three. So we've gone th- we've gone three and three in our last six games, but the games and let me I'm, let me tell you you guys see if you can figure out the trend here. It's a little down on trip. See if you can figure out the trend. So we play the Hawks. The Hawks go nineteen for thirty six, fifty three percent from three. Okay, Collins shoots forty one percent of the season, three for six, fifty percent. Herder five for eight, season thirty nine percent. Gallinari thirty eight percent, and he shoots three for five that day. Cam Reddish shoots twenty seven percent from three. He goes two for four. If you remember that game. These, we're talking about the reason why these guys are knocking it down wide open threes. I don't know what's because we don't, we collapse so much on defense around the paint that we're all, we always seem to be late on those rotations and we have guys flying at the three point line. And these teams are, I think what they're, they're knocking down practice level threes. Okay. So then we move on to the Grizz where they shoot 33%, 13 for 39. Right. And that's a, and we win that game. Okay, and no one has a sort of a, a crazy night. Uh, then you deal with the Celtics, who shoot 51% from three, 20 for 39. Ojale, six for eight on the season, 37%. Pritchard, six for 10 on the season, 42%. Now that Pritchard, remember that, he's wide open on those. Like he's not, those are, those are gym shots for him, right? That, so, and again, that perimeter defense of ours, and I think it's leading to huge points given up in the first half, problem. T-Wolves, 41%. Right, we get, so it's not too too bad, but still forty one percent. Team shooting forty one percent from three, they, they like their odds to win that game. Mm-hmm. Rick Rubio, four for eight. The He's fact a fire. that he even, the, I know he shoots twenty five percent for the season. The fact that he could even get eight looks, I guarantee he's not had eight looks from three all season long because <laughs> they're wide open. He does set shots too. He can only do a set oh shot. How God, sad is that? Oh you know what? Him and uh, the Boosh for the all ugly uh, three point shot team. Oh my God, those things are, yeah, Rubio is terrible to look at. And then the Bucks last night started off really hot with what's-his-face, uh, Connington started uh, four for six, oh, finished four yeah. for 10, but they only shoot 37%, 14 for 37, and we win the game. And I think, I think they were three for like 16 in the second half oh, or three. Terrible, so, yeah. Like that's, I think that's a huge part of this. If we can figure out how to lock down that perimeter defense a little bit better and not give these teams these, what we can't lose to Minnesota. The only reason we lose to Minnesota is because we give up wide open uncontested threes to that shitty ass team. So I feel a little bit better. Um, but I think we still have glaring holes, right? Obviously the center position and then our perimeter defense clearly is a problem, uh, which leads us into trade scenarios. All the hubbub this week is that the Raptors are deep in talks with the Cavs about one Andre Drummond, who I actually believe is kind of the only guy on the market that we I think does mind anything for us or that we'd be interested in. So before I present scenarios to you, just your initial gut feel on the Drummond type trade potential. So are we selling the future for Drummond? Like, like Drummond is a one year, one year free agent. So are we going to be able to lock him down for longer than a year? So that's, that's my first, my first question. Cause I don't think you want to sell the future to bring this guy in for a year with that, with the, the guys you have in the roster. And then if we are we are, if we are selling for the future, then we we're going to have to give up some of our future to get them, and uh, and that's and that's where I was looking through the list, and I kind of went through the list of the players, and I and I and I thought to myself, who uh, who would I trade here? I, and I don't think anybody is um, 
really untouchable. I, I think we could, there's almost anybody on the roster I'd say I could justify moving that person. So I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's anybody on there now who said we're not going to win if we if we give up this player. I think we can give up that player and still win with the other players. So so I, I didn't have anything that, that narrowed it down that way. Yeah, like Drummond. I was surprised Drummond's only 27. I don't know why I thought I he was like 31 or or something like that. But he he had some incredible stats a few years ago when he kept getting those 2020s. Um, you know, I, I'm with Kitch. Like, why would we just wait till next year? You know, to grab him. Like, we're we're not going to win this year. Is this going to give us an extra possible round? Uh, maybe, maybe it gets us you know one one round win and stuff, but. Do you got to give up someone that has like a three or four year contract that he's locked in? I don't know. Like, I think, I think we just waited out. Um, I don't, I don't see how we can get them unless we bring in a third team or, or, or give up someone really, really good and maybe get something else from Cleveland. But I don't know what other assets they, they'd want to give up. Right now he's playing 29 minutes a game, averaging 17 and a half points, 13 and a half rebounds, uh, two and a half assists, one point five steals per game. Those are pretty good numbers uh, and only playing 29 minutes a game. So I'm assuming he gets himself into foul trouble uh, from time to time. Uh, and those are all above uh, or right around his career highs. So how about, give me a reaction to this. We trade for Drummond and we're going to give up OG and Baines. But as part of that, Drummond signs, he signs a two-year deal, a two plus one. Are you interested then? Yes, hundred percent. I am. I, I, I agree. I I am. I still say no. I still say no. Really, I like Dennis' analogy. If we could, if we do, like, do we have thirty million in cap space at the end of the year? Oh, I think we. I think we have like thirty-seven million. And, and and if we lose Lowry at the end of the year, so then so then maybe like sorry, if, that's if, counting Lowry. Let's assume Lowry comes off the books. I think we're at yeah. like thirty-seven million cap okay. space. Well, well then, well then, we don't have to give up anybody if we can gut it out for a year and and, and catch him at, in, at the end of the season. Right. I think that's the risk you run. If you don't trade for him now, right, and he's a free agent on the open market. I mean, there's obviously going to be other teams. Uh, yeah. So you risk the chance of, of not getting him. So that's a risk. Deno? That's why, like, we got Kawhi. We thought, hey, you know what? He's going to love it here. I mean, we give him an extra year or two. There's a huge benefit of him drinking our Kool-Aid and, and all that to try and sign him. Um, I just don't know why we wouldn't wait a year. Like, OG guys, like, if you guys recall, they they had OG like ranked higher than almost Siakam. I know we trash Siakam a lot, right? But like OG is still <laughs> OG is still <laughs> has like OG hasn't even touched his ceiling yet, right? Like I think OG's got a lot, a lot of upside. Like we've seen some crazy games um, from him. He's hitting three like last night. Those are tough threes he's hitting. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if, those, if that's his shot, but I think he's got a lot, a lot more potential um, as well. But. So I don't disagree with that. I think, I think you're right. I think OG's a, uh, so I'm going to pre- present you with one other scenario here in a second. So I don't love giving up Joe G- OG because I think uh, his upside is, is still, the ceiling's still uh, much higher. Baines, obviously he's a throw in any trade. We have to do it. Like it has to happen uh, because we have this cap, right? But there's, he's 20, um, he's almost 28 million drumming right now. So we got to match salaries. Uh, so Baines is part of it, but then, I think, Kitch, I agree with you. No one's an untouchable, uh, but I don't think you're throwing Freddie in that trade. Um, and, you know, I, I would consider Lowry for sure. I totally would because I think, but then I think you're not winning this year either. So, but if you, so I'm doing this under the auspices of they're trading for Drummond because they think they can make a deep run. And I'm actually thinking right now in the East, you get hot at the right time, you could actually could make a deep run. So uh, the only other scenario that I think is remotely uh, viable would be Baines and Powell. So basically, you're saying Powell or OG? I think so. If if I'm Cleveland, I'm going to want one of those two guys. Yeah, yeah. And I there's 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 pros and cons for both of them. So I yeah, I don't have a preference at the moment. Do you guys remember Powell's contract? They talked about it. Like, this, I know. I, I'm trying to look it up. Like, he has got a like when we when we sign that contract, we're going. What are we doing? We're going to pay him 11 million a year or whatever. Like, I think he's locked in for three more years at like 11 million a year. What? I don't think so. I think he's. I think he's a free agent. Yeah, I thought he was a free agent after this year. Yeah, oh. Deno, you're you're slipping. Michael's looking that up right now. <laughs> so just uh, we should uh, we keep saying Michael. Everyone should. So let's introduce Mike. By the way, Mike uh, Mike Mayer is now uh, on the production team, and he is sitting in 
working uh, working feverishly here in his first uh, pod. So uh, just a shout out to Mike. Mike, welcome. Welcome. Yep. yep. Working in Toronto too. He's a Toronto guy. Yes, I am a Toronto guy. And uh, Norman Powell is an unrestricted free agent for the 2022 season. So 2021-22 is his last season there at 11.6 on the cap. Okay. So I think what we just proved uh, – so, Denno, you're moving into production, and, Mike, you're going to be in the pod moving. In. Thank you. <laughs> so my my only comment then is, like, yeah, I, I probably – it may sound weird. I'd trade Powell over, um, over OG then. OG is more locked in. Powell's gone in in a year or whatever. Like we we gotta look at like the um like these contracts. We we, we can't give everyone twenty you know, Siakam's what, thirty nine million in four years or whatever. Like that's that stuff catches up to you. So if you if you have a valuable asset that's only making eleven fifteen, whatever, like today that's a it's actually a good contract. So hundred percent I would make that trade. Uh if it was on the table, I would do it as much. As I don't want to give up Norm right now. The The only problem with that uh, is that we really lose more scoring punch. And I'm not sure this team can afford to lose much more scoring punch. I just think uh, we're in a bit of a damn if you do, damn if you don't scenario with any one of these trades. But I am now, I, I say all this because I actually think with a guy like Drummond who can start to rim protect and get some defensive rebounds, like I actually kind of start to think we could make a bit of a run in the playoffs. I really do with the right, with the, with the right guy in the middle there. So that would be my only thought of trying to do something now that you, if, but if you don't, if you honestly don't believe this team's got any chance to get to these conference finals, then I don't think you pull, I, and I think you just, you avoid it. You don't trade at all. And I think the only way Masai does make the trade is if he thinks this team's making a deep run. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that for sure. All right. Well, listen, we will, uh, we will, uh, figure that stuff out as the, as we get close to the trade deadline, which is not till March 25th, the deadline. So there's, there's some, uh, there's some window here. And the and the free agent scuttle this week was so I don't know if you saw so Lowry has sold his Toronto home, so uh, so that's yeah, uh, you that's, know that's uh, that you know what I, I like it, it would you want to be, keep your kids consistent in the same school if you're going to stay somewhere so you're selling your home then eh, I think well maybe he's upgrading maybe he's upgrading maybe it's a depressed market in Toronto maybe the Toronto maybe the Toronto real, maybe the Toronto real estate he's market moving to the bridal he's moving to the bridal path. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, obviously Brady did that. That's the whole Brady move of get up. But that that's why Kawhi did that too. Yeah, but after the season, he uh, he did it right after the season before any announcement was. But then he enrolled his kids in private school too. He didn't know what was going on. I don't know. Listen, I still think if we want to keep Lowry, we keep we're the only ones who can keep him for what we'll overpay. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm not reading anything into that, but I'm also under the impression that Lowry is gone after this year. So whatever, let's get on him. His, kids are, his wife and kids are gone. So, yeah. What do you mean? They're, they're moving. They're moving to the new house. So they're, they're already gone. <laughs> what, Tampa? <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, quickly, that's not bad. We're, we're on good pace here. Um, quickly, NBA storylines. I only have one that I would, and it's just, this can be quick. Because I don't think there's a ton going on right now that we need to, to dive into. But don't you guys agree this whole concept of an NBA All-Star game in the middle of COVID in Hotlanta, where bad things will definitely happen, isn't one of the dumbest things you've heard of. Like, I just think it's the dumbest Adam Silver move ever. Yes. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And you know, they just announced today that Quinn Snyder is going to be coaching the West. Like, it's like this thing is really happening. I just can't believe the players haven't come right out and said, uh, "Yeah, listen, none of us are showing up because they don't have to." Yeah, they're not happy about it, but. No, but then don't show. Like Silver, who's done everything right so far, I think, and, and was sort of the leader in this. Like he, he's now setting the precedent that All Star games should be happening. Well, like the NFL didn't do it, Major League Baseball didn't do it. Like nobody did it. You, why do you think now we can do it when none of the other leagues did it? Like that's now he's setting a bad scene for himself. I think. Well, and here he's telling the players, yeah. By the way, you can come and you can play in the All Star game, but you can only go to activities from the hotel to the arena. That's it. So now you're yeah. asking cooping these guys up for three days where they can't. There's no dunk contest, three point contest, or if there is, that's all they're doing. Like it just seems ridiculous. And I'm thinking, who is watching that game? Us. <laughs> no, uh, not me. Not me. Not me. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not even betting. I'm not even betting. Do these you want to bet so on if you guys watch it or not? I'll take that bet. Yeah, I'll bet that one. Even though I haven't, I've, 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 I've retired watched, from betting, I haven't watched the last three years for some reason. I haven't watched three years in a row of that. I used to games. love that game as a kid. I used to love the All Star game when Jordan oh. was in it. I used to love that All Star game. I like good old days, Donald. Uh, all right, anything else you guys want to uh, talk about NBA West? 
I had one, yeah. So you you want us to come with one thing. So I I I, I had stated before that uh, teams on back to backs when you play a team two nights in a row. Uh, that the, the, it was usually split, and you and Bart said, you know what? How about coming with some facts? So I did. I went and Ooh. dug up some facts for this show. Mm. So the actual back-to-backs, um, it's gone. It's gone twenty-three where they've split, and twenty-six where they actually have won both games. Wow! The team that won the first game won the second game. You're saying it's not home team or away team, just whatever team yeah. won the first. Or won game. the first game, won the second game, twenty-six times. Won the first game and lost that game twenty-three times. So actually, back-to-backs against the same team. There's no, there's no, it, does, it doesn't split like I said before. It actually leans a bit towards the team winning, winning two of those games. Now, when you scale it down, I noticed the Lakers were four and zero. So when you scale it down to the mid-level teams, they split a lot more. So the teams mm-hmm. who are mid-level split a lot more. The top teams, they could still grind out two victories over the weaker teams. So, well, do you, do you just want to finish that with a thank you, Bart, for making me like this? This gives you credibility. Like no, you just throw I throw shit out there. You had no credibility. I told you to go do the research. I sent you. I sent you home to do some homework. Bert, I think I think Kitch when Kitch tears it, I think there's some some valuable information there. You start looking at top team, bottom team. So I think when he tears it, I think we got some betting action. Hey, I'm totally okay with that. But now we know, right? It wasn't just throwing shit at the wall, down. That's my whole point. You can't just throw shit out there in this pod. We are trying to grow this thing. <laughs> All right, you can't grow with with misinformation. Okay. <laughs> this isn't Trump's pod. <laughs> Uh, I like done? that catch. You know what? That's interesting. I'm, actually, I'm, I'm done. I'm done now. All right, Daniel. Well, well Bart, I got I got some research too, of course, because I come prepared. So, if you guys recall, two weeks ago, my new team, my new team, the Utah Jazz, that was getting no respect on eleven game, eleven game yeah. win streak, they Bad lost leg. one. <laughs> Do you guys know what the record is in the last twenty? You probably don't, because you guys don't follow sports. 19 and 1. 19 Ooh. and 1. They're on another eight game win streak. You're probably saying, Denna, was there a betting opportunity? Of course <laughs> there was, and we missed it. So their last eight game win streak, they're seven and one against the spread. And and they lost the one game by 0.5. So they've covered, they've covered now seven games in a row. Again, Bart, did your uh, software tool? Um, grab that with the alert. It's going to alert you to do some bets. Uh, probably yeah, not. The ding. Yeah, the, the triage ding. Yeah, the triage bell. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so overall, overall. Or arbitrage, not triage. Arbitrage. Triage. Triage. Not having a baby. Triage. You know what? The way I've been betting, I should be in the hospital. Uh, so, final comment on the on the Jazz: twenty three and five this year against the spread: twenty one and seven. I have never. I, I track this stuff. I've never seen it before. A team that is like doing that well and they haven't adjusted the spreads because the betting public keeps thinking they're going to lose. They're going, oh my God, Utah. Utah can't beat that team. They can't beat that team. They're no, smoking everyone. People are waiting for the bubble to burst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. Dano, you're still on our WhatsApp chat eh, with Barton, you and I. Yep. You're still, you're still, yeah. So how about these tips while they're happening? Like, Why not Why not these sort of every couple nights? Hey, Kitch, no, get, on the, no, get on the jazz. Get on no, the jazz. I just... I just bet on myself when I bet against the Raptors. I tell you guys, that's, that's what I'm doing from now on. Yeah, Dan, you don't have to save every tip till Tuesday. Till the <laughs> Tuesday pod. You, don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have, or Wednesday in this case. Um, but you know what? That being said, Dan, I do appreciate that you don't throw out every tip you ever think that's a great one because Kitch ran into some problems. Oh, my God. Listen, I, I was so glad that I retired from gambling this week before that tip because I would have lost a lot of money on that on that one too. Oh, Miami? Well, do you want to, no, tell, yeah. want to tell the betting public? So, Miami so Miami's playing the Clippers. Miami's fully healthy. Everybody's playing. Clippers have got have got Kawhi and George out. The two superstars are out. Miami was yeah. in the NBA Finals last year. The spread is minus three. Minus three. That's it. Miami's got to win by four. And, and then, they had all their starters. And then and then Deno and I and our go-to guy that Bart didn't believe in. Oh, yes. Marquise Morris. She's 34 points. <laughs> all these games. Impact. Impact. Yeah. Impact player, Bart. Impact player. Yeah, not in the playoffs. I agree. In a, in a midseason game when he's like all of a sudden he realizes he's the star of the show. Yeah, I would. That's why I laid off that game. <laughs> I didn't like it. From no, you know, it's, it's another. It's another example of you look at that line. And if I'd been in Vegas, oh my god, I would have been all over it. But you look at that line, you go, well, that's a mistake. But that's not right. How are they going? And then that's when you just, as soon as you have that feeling, it's like right with the Chiefs. As soon as you feel really good about something, just go the other way. Oh, you, you, you make a lot so of money. money. Yeah, you, you have so a lot of money. Yeah. Let's do that. Will we all agree on something? Yeah. We go opposite. Let's do it. 
Yeah, I know, but it's so hard to do. I like I've tried to deploy that. I just can't. Like as soon as you like something, it's like hard to go. No, I don't. No, like you it. have to do it just for one week. Mark. One <laughs> week. Oh, the exact I'll, opposite. Actually, I'll email I'll you a hundred bucks. I will do it. I'll set up a spreadsheet and I'll ask you for your top picks this week. And if we all really <laughs> like something, I'll have a little BL, BLR betting account, <laughs> borderline rash betting account, or we will pull uh, the other way and we'll see how that works out. All right, I like that. You know what? That might it. draw me back into the world of gambling that I've retired from. <laughs> Uh, so okay, all right, good. Uh, which actually this ties this ties us right into. So we're done. Look at that. Thirty minutes in, we're done. Already through all that stuff. We're good. Uh, we're into our gambling segment, which now, uh, as I as I promised the uh, listeners last week, there's no more football to, to gamble on. No XFL. There's nothing. There's no CFL at the moment. There's no there's no football uh, to bet on. So that was uh, the primary uh, source of our gambling uh, segment. But I think in order to not completely wait. Or, or get rid of this until um, the NFL season kicks back in in September, we need to find some nuggets. So I think it won't necessarily be week in, week out, but we are going to uh, sporadically keep the segment going with what we believe is, um, well, <laughs> it doesn't matter what we believe they are, uh, with what we think is uh, relevant betting uh, concepts, tips, whatever you want to call them. So this week's version, we are going to look at NBA futures. Odds to win the your respective conference, so if they're the Raptors, the Eastern Conference, the Lakers, the Western Conference, and then odds to uh, win win it all. And I believe Kitch, after discovering that all this stuff was available to him on the internet today, uh, has some thoughts on on he might even parlay an Eastern Conference uh, team with a Western Conference team. So, uh, Kitch, I'm going to let you kick it off, uh, and you can tell us what you what you like in that environment. All right, so we're looking for value bets here. I, I would say correct, that correct was, for sure. So, well, so, you know, you could go, you could go with a lock with, a, and, a, and here's a value play, because I have those. I have that. I have a lock, a Bart lock, and I have a value play. So why don't you start? You start us off, Bart. You start us off with your knowledge then. I, I appreciate the the thought. Um, so here's what I like. I do think you, whatever you do right now, you have to include the Utah. If you're parlaying a Western Conference and an Eastern Conference, you have to do it with Utah. Okay, they opened the season. Daniel, do you know this? They opened the season at. Because I can tell uh, you if you don't. I got it in front of me here. Go ahead. Uh, they believe they opened at 33 to 1 to win the title. Okay. Uh, and now they are down, uh, I believe it's 11 or 12 to 1. I, I don't actually have that yeah. one in front, but I'll, I'll get. You're right. 33 to 1 to open, and now 11 or 12 to 1. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to win the conference, they are 7 to 1. Okay, so I like that. So I like taking anything with Utah right now, just as a, as a pure value play, right? And then I think you can parlay that. I, so I hate the Nets. I'm I'm anti Nets. I'm not putting any money there. Uh, I don't. I think Philadelphia to win the conference right now at five and a half to one. You parlay those two bad boys, Kitch. You know what that's going to get us? Do you want to use a little calculator 30, I gave you today? Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's way more than that. It's way, I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll come back to you in a second. Uh, but I don't think it's just Philadelphia. I don't mind the Celtics. And if you're really going long shot, like I don't mind doing throwing a Raptors in there. I really don't. Oh. Like it's obviously it's a bit of a, it's a long shot ish, but it's like it, it's going to get your motor running. You're going to care about that. Uh, but I do think right now, if I'm Jeez. if I'm if I'm doing that right now, the play I would do is Utah. And the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm going to tell you right now what that's going to pay. So there you go. So, uh, Daniel, do you have a, well, I do that. Do you have a value play? Yeah. I, um, the big believer is you got to buy where you feel a team will improve and get it together or where there's just no respect. So I agree with your respect call with Utah. Utah being six to one for the conference and everyone else is like three to one and two to one. It just doesn't seem much respect. They don't get the playoff experience, but, um, they're hot. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't take Miami. Miami at 11 to 1, guys. I think you, one of us had them to win the whole conference at the start of the year, right? I think I'm looking at Bart here. What was that? Yeah, yeah I did. I, I, I absolutely, yeah. But you know what? I'll tell you why you don't do Miami right now because I think they suck. Yeah, that's but why. Bart, but Bart, you, it's like you bet on it when they're sucking. You don't bet on it when they go on a 12 game win streak and they're 3 to 1. You bet them when everyone thinks they're sucking and you don't think that teams can get it together. You don't think well, Jimmy Butler's going to get that team together? I don't think that's the technical definition of why, like that they're sucking now and they're not going to suck later. I don't think that's the technical definition of why. But yes, I agree. I conceptually, I understand what you're trying to say. Uh, so yeah, if you think you can, you know, catch that falling knife and that's going to somehow 
uh, rebound. They're going to be good. Like I, I just think they're. It's kind of like the Super Bowl hangover. They've got this. They got the bubble hangover, and they're not showing any real signs of life yet. So they're. I mean, right now, I think they're in the the eleventh seed. Yeah. All right. So we're not even in the play, but they're going to get it. They're going to get somewhere between They'll seven and ten. I, yeah. yeah. But then, man, you you are staring at them in the first round of the playoffs, playing the Nets or Milwaukee, most they, likely. They can get four. Or Philly. They they don't got no. much. They they only got to win like six seven games in a row to get to fourth. And, and Bart, my, my point being, do you buy a stock when it's you know low or high? Bart, that's, that's I'll tell you what I, I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't try and time the market. I know we're not to talk about this, Ken. You know, I, I keep buying a stock that's very familiar to the three of us, and it keeps going higher and higher, and I keep buying higher, 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 higher. So, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't that's okay too. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's okay too. Yeah, you might, you might be familiar with that stock. Then. You know what? You're like Marcotte. Marcotte, This is exactly what he does. I told him about uh, Pen Pen Gaming the other day. This is this is Dave Bart who said this. Not not anyone else who works in the industry. Dave Bart said, Marcotte, jump on." And he came right back to me. He's like, "I can't buy any stock that's gone up that much in a year." I'm like, well, that by definition, you can never really buy a stock that ever goes up because you're always worried that it's somehow it's at the ceiling. <laughs> you only buy a stock. I don't, I don't necessarily want to buy stocks that have crashed, Marcotte. So, Daniel, you're in Marcotte land right now. This doesn't, make, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know what? I, never, I love Marcotte. I love him. <laughs> never feel, met him. Feel, but, but Miami is like 11 to 1, 11 to 1 to win the East. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, there's value there. That's a, that's a, that's a, for a team yeah, that last year. I think it should be higher right now. I don't think, I don't, I think 11 to 1, I don't think 11 to 1 is right. My East is Boston. So I'm going to go Boston 6 to 1. I still think they have the pieces to get together. I think, I just don't believe in Philly. I, when Philly crumbled last year, I'm not sure Embiid can last a whole season. I just think Embiid wears himself down and, and starts to, and starts to, starts to melt down the end of the year. So my, my big plays um, were, Taken, taken the Jazz to win the West, and then the Bucks to win the East, or the Nets to win the East. The Bucks, well, Bucks and Jazz were twenty nine to one. The Nets and Jazz were sixteen and a half to one. So, so the Sixers and Jazz are fifty one to one right now. Like I, I listen when I break out of my retirement, my gambling retirement, I'm going to make that bet. <laughs> No, Bart, we'll we'll actually do it for you. Bart, we'll 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 do it for you. We'll broker. Uh, I'll take a twenty nine percent commission on oh. that, and uh, and we're good. You mean you will or Ike will? Yeah, Kitch, <laughs> Kitch, Kitch. Question for you. So when you say Boston six to one, so you think Boston has twice almost like twice the advantage of of uh, Miami to get to the conference final? I do or at this to, point. At this point of the season, yeah. I do. Okay. At this point of the season, I do. Um, I like the way they're constructed. Like I, I think Thompson starts to figure it out here under, uh, in the paint, and then they haven't been healthy. They've been they've been they they finally got smart. Uh, they, they finally got uh, uh, what's it, Walker back, and then Smart went out, and a smart. So a healthy Boston, I do. I do mm-hmm. like the Miami. Yeah, I just think Kemba. I think Kemba's done. I don't think he's ever going to be the guy he was, the Charlotte Kemba. I, I he he does not like that. Even that game against us, we played okay. I don't know. He doesn't. He's not explosive anymore. He's not beating anybody off the dribble. I watched them again in that Pistons game too. Like he, just, yeah, he's lost a step. I'm telling you right now, he has lost a mm. step. He is not the guy. Mm. But yeah, you, you have two young studs who are the guy. Kemba can actually probably be give him 22 solid minutes a game, and that's probably enough, right? He doesn't have to be the guy. So that no. that that is true. But you know, they've got center issues as well, right? They got some of our problems. Oh yeah, Tristan. They hoping Tristan. They signed Tristan, trying to make him the the real the real thing underneath there. And that and that Pritchard kid, like for Kemba, he can step in. He, that kid is he's wow. awesome. I think. Just so we're clear, Pritchard only plays well against us. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot eighty percent from three against us. Jesus, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, all right, listen. So here's the uh, here's the other thing that I if I'm picking a team right now to win it all, uh, and you talk about ones flying a little bit under the radar compared to last year, uh, it is the Clippers of Los Angeles. Like, I think they're playing pretty well. I think Kawhi's playing great right now. Uh, I think they're going to mesh. I, I don't think, I just don't, you know what? I don't think the Lakers win this year. Um, so if I'm picking a team that, and they're, they're 280, plus 280 right now to win. Uh, sorry, they're, they're uh, I think they're plus 500 to win, yeah. uh, to win it all. Five to one, that team, they're, that's a pretty good team. They're deep. Uh, you got our boy Abaka. So what happened? What happened to you and that team is dreadful. They're terrible. They're they're going nowhere. Like now, you were hated them at the beginning of the season. Well, now I've got data points. My data points are they're playing a lot better, and Kawhi is playing at an MVP level. All right, and Paul George came out of the bubble with his, his mental capacity intact, and they're they're playing well. And Ty Lue 
a former NBA championship level coach. He's got that team playing. I'm just saying, again, I like, I don't think the Lakers are going to win. I think they are definitely the second best team in the West. Uh, so I like them to come out of the West and I'm going to pick them over any team that comes out of the East. So there you go. That's my, those are my, those, if I was betting, that's what I'd be doing. So you get on, you get on that tonight. You get on all that stuff. Tonight. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, Daniel, you got anyone to win as it is right now? This, by the way, this is all going to change next time. We yeah. Do this, so, uh, yeah, I like your Clippers analogy. Like they had all the money coming in last year and then, you know, we know what happened last year. And then usually the next year <laughs> that team actually goes and goes and does something. Um, I'm thinking back to last year, like what, what happened to Denver? Like, I think, I think they'd be a good, like on, on the one website here, you can get them at 25 to one. Again, they're not, they're not playing great. They were unbelievable in the bubble. Murray was, Murray, Murray was just sick like last uh, last playoff and stuff. Can he get it back again? Looking for value, twenty-five to one. The West will be tough to go through, though. You get you gotta you gotta beat a lot of you a do. lot of teams there, right? So, and, but and I think I think the problem with Murray this year is he's also sick. S I C K sick. <laughs> yes, different he kind, not played, different he kind of not, sick. He has not played well at no. all, right? Um, there's a theory that he's still hurt. I mean, I looked at them too because I just I think I made the call last year that Denver's going to win the West, but. Um. Yeah, they they don't seem right. But Jokic, my God, he's so good. It's too bad he is mm-hmm. so good. Can we trade mm-hmm. for Jokic? What, what would, we, would you give up Powell for Jokic? Can everybody write this down right now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I give up. I do. I I I throw in our coach, our mascot. <laughs> oh, Nick, double N. You throw uh, a double N. Got my seat. I got my seat. Got my seat. All right, catch who you like. So I'm going to, even forgetting about last night, I'm going to take with a little bit of value at six and a half to one to win it all, and it take the Bucks. Hmm. I'm I'm and and I'm just thinking, like, well, they got, they got to win it one of these years, and they've spent the farm to do it. And if Giannis shows up in the playoffs and 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 they're healthy, then they can probably get through the East, and uh, and then it's a and then it's a, a series against a, against the West, and and who knows how that plays out, especially from injuries and things along that line. So. Yeah, I thought about them too a little bit because it's one of those things, right? The heavy favorite the year before, uh, the next year they come, they're kind of they're on a four game losing streak. They're struggling a little bit right now. They're flying under the radar. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind that for value at all. Actually, I don't like. I think that's actually a yeah. really good value with that team. Um, but again, you say that, and we watched that game last night, and when they were trying to get back into that game. Giannis is not their go-to. Like they were trying to work a lot of stuff with Middleton, getting him threes, and Giannis takes that one pull-up three at the end of the game, like late in the game. Like I think it's hard when your absolute superstar, and I think he's proven this over his career, is never really, really clutch when they need him. Right? Like that's a. I think that's a uh, very distracting quality to have for a team. At the end of the game, I think they're all looking at you. They're going, "All right, are we give. Are we really going to give the ball to this guy?" And meanwhile, he's the best fucking player in the league. Right, so I think that's a, t- but so if I could listen, if he ever makes that leap, then yes, I would. I, I really, really like that play. Uh, all right, so listen, there's our gambling segment, but I think we're going to come in with a little golf. Uh, we'll get ready for the Masters coming up. We'll do a gambling segment. Uh, we'll find we'll find some stuff to gamble on. Some horses, the dog races that are still allowed in the states somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, Mohawk, I get Mohawk tips. I like that. They don't standard. do dog races. There's no dog standard, racing. Canada. Standard bread racing. Oh, standard, standard racing. God, I, I never ever been able to wrap my head around the little cart and the horse. I don't like. I don't like that for racing. I think you should have carts. That's ah, great. It's great. Love it. How hard Wild is it to be, how hard hard be a jockey when you're sitting down in a, in a in a trailer? How hard is that to jockey? It's pretty. It's pretty tough. The third week of January and the second week of February, it's kind of tough. It's a tough job. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Winter time. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The horse racing probably wasn't meant for the winter. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Uh, all right, listen, we are doing a very quick uh, informative session here about uh, non-sports related. So little Brock, little Brock Wibble here for us. Uh, I think as, if the agenda is right, we're sliding into just a quick segment on, on what are we watching. Right, so every once in a while, I like to uh, I like to find – actually, I like to find out what other people are watching because uh, I'm out of shows right now. I do have one that I, I just watched, but I'm out of shows, so I'm looking for them. So I'm hoping you guys are going to dazzle me with something. Daniel, you've got uh, two young kids. I'm sure you've been watching a ton of TV. Yeah, watching a lot of uh, Paw Patrol um, right now, but um, something I did watch uh, very quickly um, was The Sinner, uh, season Ooh. three. Season three. Oh, season three is out. All right. Have you watched one and two already? 
Yeah. 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 Okay, so I have a question for you because I have downloaded that on Netflix. I bet you twenty-seven times, and I always come back to it saying it's expired. You know, do you want to? And um, I love what's your face, Justin Timberlake's wife, Jessica Biel. Right? She's that's yep. her. It was not, yeah. Yep. Uh, I love her. Is it good? It's supposed to be good. Season three, one, I heard was really good. Yeah, I thought. I thought, of course, one one was by far the best. I thought three yep. was the next. Two, I lost a bit of interest. Um, yeah, I think it's worth the investment part. I know your time is. Your, your time is money, but I would, uh, I'd, I'd recommend it. Oh, okay. Well, listen, uh, okay. Yeah. It's not a family show, right? No, no. And then I just started, uh, just started succession, um, slacker, slacker approved, uh, content. So it will be good. You're going to love season, season one of succession. Yeah. yeah. You'll love, you'll love that one. Yeah. You're good. Uh, Kitch, you got anything? So I, I, we talked about this part and uh, this is, this is a, uh, this is a cable network show, not a Netflix. Uh, this is, oh, this is, this is called, already out. I'm this out. is big sky. So big sky on CTV. It's actually oh, a, yeah, a decent, uh, a decent series. So I, I, my, my family got me into it and uh, it's now just started, I think just started season two, but uh, CTV big sky, you can probably get it in the U S somehow by, by searching that. But, uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's, that's my recommendation for uh, what so I'm watching today. Do you want to give the, uh, the premise, right? It's actually pretty cool. Like I've seen it. Yeah, it's, this is ABC. It's not even cable. Uh, it's this is like pr- regular CTV. network television. It's just yeah, like right, no yeah. swearing, yeah. no nudity, uh, yeah. all that stuff. Which those are two huge strikes against it. But um, what's the the format? It's like two girls get kidnapped, right? Yes, yeah. So two girls, two, uh, three, three, three girls get kid, kidnapped by a trucker, a trucker, and uh, and then it sort of just parlays into that from the from the whole uh, the whole series so yeah worth a watch definitely worth a watch and you'll get hooked you'll get hooked if you watch it yeah you know i must admit that one does it, it, it does interest me i'm all over that one uh okay so like this i'm gonna try the center season one that's we're going first <laughs> we're going first season, season one center uh and then uh, what's the big sky big sky, sky. yeah right. uh I, I don't know if i mentioned that. i think Kitch, i think i mentioned it to you uh so i recently watched oh yeah when you were there my day my hangover day i watched most of it um season one euphoria that's right, Euphoria. Yeah. Now listen, this is this is not for the faint of heart. This show, and if you have teenage children, watch it at your own peril because uh, it's disturbing on every level. <laughs> and if any, if an eighth of that is real, uh, or that that could actually happen anywhere, then obviously your children should never leave the house. If that's <laughs> if that's possible. So, but I'm telling you. I was I got fixated on it. like I could not take my eyes off it. It's uh it's a it's a crazy crazy story, but it like it's good. Like it's it's entertainment at its finest. Amazing it's show. Disturbing. Amazing show. Uh, thank you, Mike. Yeah, uh, you're waiting for season two, aren't you? Oh, one hundred percent. Hotly anticipated. Yeah. My friend, she just has no patience, so I hear about it every week. She's like, "Did you hear <laughs> that they just posted something on their Instagram?" And I'm like, "Cool. I want the show out." Please and thank you. Amazing show, though. It's think, riveting. It's crazy. Like your heart starts racing. It, it really does get you. It it, re- it is riveting. It it really really does get you. So yeah, that's really all I've got. I've watched. Uh, I haven't watched any good movies lately. I'm really like you know what the most frustrating thing for me is. I most evenings I'm like I'm I'm ready just to sit down and watch something, and I go into Netflix thinking there's always going to be something that grabs my attention. And you get, there's got obviously this vast library and I must, I spend, I bet you I spend 20 minutes a day going through Netflix, trying to find something I want to watch. And then I guess what? I never watch anything on it because <laughs> I'm always says, I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to try that. So my son, my son recommended that, that recent abduction one in the hotel, Cecil, Cecil or something like that. That's, it's the new, it's new to Netflix. What? Really? Brand spanking new. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mike, Mike might be able to find it for us. It's, it's brand, it's brand spanking new. Really? I'm on it right now. I'm on Netflix right now. And the other one, I the other one I just started. I'm on like season one is Yellowstone. Some angst uh, put me onto that one. So it's an all timer. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Costner. That's Kevin Costner in his absolute glory. That yeah, that, that series was made for him. Uh, that, that's a good one. The show you were talking about is called The Crime Scene: The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Pretty creepy hotel, actually. A lot of a lot of creepy stuff going on there. So. Uh, not something to watch late at night if you if you're one of those people who's going to go to bed with those uh, with those feelings. Oh, well, catch! You should you should stop watching, man, catch. <laughs> you, you should totally stop watching. All right, so there you go. There's a little roundup of uh, what we've been what we've been watching, which now gets us into uh, what drives. Tenno. Okay, boys, I got a good one here. 
<laughs> All right. Don't, don't build it up too much. I'm excited. Okay. It's not what drives you crazy. It's, are you effing kidding me? Oh, we're back. We're back to this, the demo segment. This actually involves a water invoice. So, Bert, I have a couple of rental properties. Um, one of my tenants moved out in October. And then I get a letter in the mail last week saying I have a water invoice due $1,200. I was $1,200 for a rental property water invoice. So I go, you know what? Before I call my tenant that's been out for three months, I'll call, I'll humor myself and I'll call the city. So ring, ring, call the sweetie. Um, yeah, got this invoice, $1,200. And the lady's going, yep, um, um, yep. Uh, you, uh, your last tenant um, had some amount owing. Um, so now you owe it. I go, oh, okay. So I owe it. Okay. Um, she goes, well, do you know where he lives? I'm like, yeah, he went next door. Like he actually, Kevin B, he moved to A. She goes, oh, can you go talk to him? I go, did you give him water? Like, did you give him water in his new place? And she's, yeah. I go, okay. So what, why did you do that? Like why, like he owes you money. Like, why would you give it to him? He goes, oh, there's, there's a new rule. There's a new rule in place that, if um if you go from house to house, it's not like hydro. That like like previously right. hydro, you don't you just don't get your hydro. Right, you don't pay. Hydro. You don't get no matter where you go. You don't you don't get electricity. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, you're in Texas. Yeah. So they 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 change this rule, I guess. I don't know if it's just for water and stuff. So I'm actually enjoying this now. I'm going okay. So walk me through this. You sent me the, the notice three months after he moved out. Oh no, we we sent you something in late November. I go okay. Well, late November he left. In October, she goes, yeah. I go, well, how how am I supposed to get it? Like, how am I supposed to get the money from him? She goes, well, you know where he lives. I go, no, no, no. Back in October, back in October when I have leverage. Back in October when I actually when I actually have leverage. And she goes, well, he's owed us money for a long time. I go, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, even better. I go, so why if, if I'm now accountable for him consuming something from your service, you'd even make me a uh, knowledgeable that he owes you money. And she goes, well, you know where he lives. I go, no, no, you're, you're not understanding what's going on here. So anyways, I, I told him, I go, you got to check your process here. Like you told me after he left that I owe $1,200 on my taxes. So it's being transferred to my taxes. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> so anyways, I called the tenant. He went and paid like 700 of it right away. Oh, he did? Yeah. Which is, wow. Which which is good on him and stuff. But he had been owning these guys forever. I think he's surprised that they go after me now. Yeah. It's going to go away. It's perfect. Well, like, well I'm crazy. Like the city, like, like, be like giving someone a credit card and saying, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? You changed addresses. Okay, you know, rip, rip that one up, uh, whatever. Someone else will pay for that. We'll give you a new credit card. Like, like, how does that make any sense? But you can go exactly next door and get a new billing. No, no credit histories checked. No, nothing anymore. I don't know if it's a COVID thing or for water for water for electricity. No, but for water, you can run around and always have water. <laughs> yeah, you so, get, if, you, if you're thirsty, Bart. You, yeah, I know, but yeah. I haven't lived in that country for a long time. But I don't remember paying for. Do we always have a water bill? Has there always been a water bill? Yeah. Is that new? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, KW, yeah. We got water bill, water bill. Like when I was at when I was at Laurier and my I had a water bill I paid. Yeah, but it was probably thirty bucks. Like to, to get to to get to twelve hundred dollars, that's a that's lot, lot of water. Re- that's a lot of water. Like, he's, is this guy filling swimming pools from your from? How your, many dishwashers does he have in that unit? Get like seven dishwashers. <laughs> he was so, he was so warm on the side. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he was filling up the trucks to fill the pools. Get a little business going uh, on the side. So anyways, oh. I just I, I just couldn't believe the conversation was having the lady though. She goes, "Well, like, do you know where he lives? Can you go get him? We're having problems getting a hold of him. He's on a payment plan." I go, "He's on a payment plan. Has he paid? No." Okay. That's a great plan. I, I love that plan. Payment, I wouldn't call it a payment plan if he hasn't paid yet. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He owes $700. $700 of water he owes you? Has he paid you this year? Um, No, not this year. But he did make a payment, a one-time payment. I'm going, oh, my God. Like, okay, so you gotta if you're going to make me accountable for this, how do you get the actual the person that owns the house? First of all, how am I involved? I own the house. I don't well, own the water. 
Like, are you going to start me for like a TV he bought that he uh, he had on uh, on rental and didn't hand it back, or some old library books? Like, what's like what's next? Anyways, for, that, that, that is shocking. That is that is shocking. Uh, I still, yeah, I can't believe it's the one industry where you don't have to worry about uh, not paying your bills. It's the only one. But there's no yeah. dental. Um, my kids are also on that payment plan with me too. So th- there's other people in the world on that payment plan. Yeah. That is duly noted for the next time I have a house in Canada. Definitely not pay. Uh, all right, Kitch, uh, you want to go? So, I the CRTC, which regulates the communications companies in Canada really needs to bring in some competition in this space. <laughs> the Rogers communication is dreadful in customer service and, and Bell's no better. And it just, you go to the stage and you, and you, and you hook up, you, you sign up with some uh, technology coming down there to help you with all your internet and your phones and your computers and everything. And they are on you. Their service is great. In Canada, the service is terrible. September, September comes around NFL starting up. I subscribe for the NFL package. NFL package costs 200 bucks up here. So I'm going to pay 200 bucks to my cable company to get, uh, to get the uh, package. So it's fine. So I sign up for it. Gets to the last week of the season, week, whatever, 17. It's not working. So I, I go to the channel. It says, have you subscribed or do you subscribe to this channel? I go, yes. Click yes. Comes up. So I get my bill last, my bill last week. Charged me another 199 bucks for the station again. So I'm like, so I call him. I say, listen, this is what's happened. You, you've gone from the, you've gone, you've, I've had to redo it because I went from Rogers Cable to Rogers Ignite. So I had to redo this. And you guys obviously charge me again. Can you, can you just eliminate one of the costs? Well, let me look into it for you, sir. Comes back. No, the, the, the package you took was only a four-month package. And, uh, and it shows that after the four months, was a week later, you, you signed up for this new package. I said, <laughs> no, I signed up for the NFL season pass. She goes, yeah, but that's only a four-month pa- package. I go, no, it's for the NFL season. And she goes, well, let me take it to my manager. Takes it to her manager. Her manager says, nope, two packs. You've got to pay for both of them. So I go, That's, you know what? Can I talk to somebody who has a brain, please? Somebody who can think this through. So, so finally, probably two and a half hours later on the phone, the, I'm talking to somebody who says, so you, you bought the NFL package in September, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, to watch the NFL season, right? He goes, yeah. And they charge you again for the last week of the season? I go, yes, they did. He goes, well, that's ridiculous. I'll just, I'll just take it off your bill right now. So the first three people I talked to, could not take it off my bill. They would not. They think that I should be charged twice for one week of the season. I was like, oh, my God. This is, this is my list of things in dealing with, with Rogers on trying to set up. As I'm, as I'm at the office here, illegally doing the pod because I don't have enough, I don't have a good enough internet feed at my home. Don't say illegally. Don't say the word illegal. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so I just listen. I, that's, yeah, well, obviously, that's crazy. Um, and I just made a note. And I sent it to Abby to not approach Rogers as a future sponsor. Do not approach. <laughs> If we do, Mike, you have to edit this section out. If we go to Rogers, edit this out. Uh, listen, big government. So what happens. It sounds big it is, government. It is. Like create, create, create a comp- competitive environment, and then it'll fix itself. So service will go up, or they'll lose customers. Like it'll, that, that naturally fixes things. Just like we're going to do with our, our golf gambling site. We're going to fucking rock the industry with the uh, quadruple the odds. Of the golf, I got a big, I got a big investor. I got a big investor who's really keen on that, too. Oh, so, yeah. Listen, it's a great – I'm telling you, it's a great idea. It's a great <laughs> idea. Uh, okay. Well, listen, mine's uh, mine's quick. So we have a puppy, five months-ish old, uh, and we are training that dog. And we're actually – the dog's doing a pretty good job. Um, but we, I take her for walks most days. And I was taking her for a walk the other day. And it's on the golf course, and we walk back around, and we're on this par five, so there's a lot of there's a lot of runway here. But about 200 yards out, my dog Oakley sees this other dog, and she gets all excited, so we're walking close. But as we're starting to get closer and closer, like this, the other dog sort of takes the like the attack position, right? So she's sort of like laying in the weeds, just like getting ready to pounce. Like I sort of, so I stop about 50 yards from the dog, thinking this is not going to go. There's an older woman. This got nothing to do with because I've seen this across all ages and uh, and male, female. Are matter. you you pick it on old people? You pick no, it on old I'm, not, people or- I'm not. This is an older woman, and she says, "I just want to let you know, I can't hold the dog back." And I said, "Well, that's good information. <laughs> I will stay here then and not continue moving towards your dog." She's like, "Yeah, I'm really sorry, but I can't. I just, you know." I won't be able to hold it. So I'm okay. So then from the, the balcony of this woman's house, the the younger daughter 
And we're talking like the one lady's 80, the other one's 50. Says, oh, I'm here. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. No. Okay. So she comes out, leashes the dog up, and I'm feeling slightly better about my situation. This dog is still looking to pounce. I can tell. So I take probably 10 steps. And within that 10 steps, this dog just jets at Oakley and drags the younger 50-year-old woman with her. And I'm, like, I, I'm now sitting there going, I can't believe I'm about to kill a fucking dog. But I, I cannot go home to Becky and tell them that Oakley's dead because I wouldn't protect it. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go down. But anyways, uh, but my point to all this is here's the fucking deal. If you can't contain your dog while it's leashed, then guess what? You have to get a different dog. That dog is too big, too powerful, too whatever for you. You cannot have that dog in your care. Like I don't think it's reasonable to say, hey, listen, you know what? I can't control the dog, so sorry. And then as we like, like I have to go pick Oakley up now to get her by because she's freaked out. And the lady as I'm walking by says, yeah, she's really protective of her territory. Well, she's protective of the 458-yard par 5, is she? She roams the whole fucking thing. I can't go anywhere around here. Yeah. I, so I'm just saying, you know, for all you dog owners out there, if you can't control your dog while it's on a leash, that dog's not for you. Nor should you be a dog owner. Yeah, so that actually ties in with what Corey. Corey made me watch uh, the Michael Vick 30 on 30 last night. So it kind of oh, ties, ties in with that a little bit, too. With the whole, God, that, <laughs> holy fuck. That, you know what? That's a good one. If anyone out there who likes 30 for 30s, if you've not seen the Michael Vick one, two-parter, that's a crazy, crazy-ass story. Oh, my God. What an idiot. But good one. And he's on the whole thing talking about it. Like, yeah, good one. I mean, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Uh, all right, listen. Bart, look, you got to hang around the right people. That's my dad. Hang on the right people. <laughs> you know, my mom used to always say that, too. She didn't like any of my friends. Uh, all right, AOB, when we're out of here. So I got, we're heading in, we're heading into, uh, we're getting into college, college basketball season ramping up here with the tournament. So I'm, I'm doing a little more looking into things and, and I say a little, I mean a little, um, I just pulled up the first, the, the, the rankings just to see where teams are this year thinking who's, who's hot. So number one, number one is Gonzaga. Number two is Baylor. So Baylor's back up number two, which is, which impressed me and surprised me. And you got, and then you got three, four, five, Michigan, Ohio state and Illinois. You have three big 10 schools in the top five. Which, which I thought was shocking. Kudos to uh, what's Juwan Howard or Juwan Howard? Is that who's coaching Michigan now? Juwan, 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 yeah. Top fiver, Fab fiver, Juwan Howard. And then, so three teams in the big, in the Big Ten top five, and then in the top fifteen, one, one ACC team. So Virginia at seven is the only ACC team in the top fifteen. So that 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 shocked me. So I'm 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 looking forward to the tournament this year just for by seeing other teams than your ACC powerhouses. Maybe maybe make it a run in the tournament. Different, yeah, different tournament this year for sure. I agree. Yeah. Are they doing one big bubble pitch? That's what I heard. Is that they're doing? They talked about it. I, th- I, I think they it. still are. I think they still. Oh are. yeah, they're, they're doing the whole thing in Indiana. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's I'm not right. sure if it's in just one site, but they're doing the whole tournament in Indiana. Yeah, you couldn't play. You couldn't get all the week first, like that first weekend. Think of the games. You couldn't get them. You'd have to get them in a lot of different venues to yeah, get it, it to get it in. Must be. Um. All right. Good. Deno, anything for you? No, we're going to talk uh, POC. Are you going to introduce that? Well, why don't you? Yeah. So why don't you do that? Why don't uh, you seem to be most active with it as well? So that with, um, so why don't you just explain to the, what, what we've gotten ourselves into here on a, on a weekly basis with the just so people get a little insight to how, how what kind of lives we're living. Yeah. So um, this one's hard to explain, but so <laughs> think, of, think of some guys. Think of, think just think of some guys that just need some more time together, and they're a bit a bit lonely and stuff. So we've actually, we have this group called the PLC. So for those that are Canada, this thing called ProLine. So we actually go and do ProLine bets. And when I say we go do bets, one individual actually walks into a store and does a ProLine bet. And like, sometimes he's doing guys, how many, 30, 25. And it is, it is a mini mart too. He goes to the mini mart and whatever, however many tickets he's doing, uh, he's only getting about seventy-two percent accurate. What we what we said we were going to bet. So, so it's, so it's 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 a lot of fun. We actually have a, a Google sheet where everyone can comment on everyone everyone else's picks and stuff. As you and as you can imagine, it gets pretty offside. A lot of um, a lot of trash talking and stuff. So we're not we're not making a lot of money, but we're actually having a lot of laughs. And, and I, I can I can assure you that uh, with my daily hundred dollar uh, e transfers to the group, we are not making any money. Yeah. <laughs> I was last guy in, so I'm at the bottom yeah. of the pyramid. Yeah. So if you're looking for if you're looking for a lot of fun, um, you can join the PLC. There's a thousand dollar initiation. 
and uh, that gets you a one year, a one year. Entry. That gets you a one ticket, one ticket entry, one ticket entry, <laughs> one bad weekend. Uh, well, Kitch, you were not so. Denny missed the best part. So not only do we do this, but every Friday night we get together on the on the Zoom video call, all seven of us. I think there's seven of us, and we try. And Ike tries to to coordinate what people would like to bet or don't want to bet or uh, props. And it's all like, first of all. Proline Ontario government run uh, gambling is ridiculous. Uh, your options are crazy. The lines are shit. They're always like it's just it's it's terrible. The whole thing's terrible. But the best part is when we suggested to Ike, let's get an online account. You can just see he was like, oh, we didn't like that at all. Like, no, I can't well, walk. I can't yeah. walk your picks in it. Like, I think he was worried about what you know. You should. You know, it's one of those little pouches. You know, those little pouches you can slot your slot your yeah. tickets in. When the like the your little lady pouches that you get the tickets, you can stick them in. He's got that. He carries it around with him. He's, and he's, I think he's out, he's out shopping for a fanny pack too. He's gonna get a fanny pack. He can wear it in. And take I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put his picture from this past weekend on Instagram. <laughs> outside of Becker's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I put that of Becker's. I'll get, I'll get and Abby the pic, and he's got a picture too of his little pack too. So his little yeah. pack. Oh, there you go. I'll get Abby to put that up for sure. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So that's that's our PLC group that we're that we're a part of, and uh, so we'll reference it a few times, and, and we'll actually maybe we'll update how we're doing on that from time to time. Uh, all right. For me, listen. Uh, just the socials along the socials. Um, BLR, uh, BL, BL Raptors on Twitter and Borderline Raptors on Instagram. Get out there, follow us. We're, for the most part, we are tweeting during games. And the Instagram, which is all Abby, uh, it's pretty good. Our Instagram page is actually is, is coming along. So, uh, And then one last thing, uh, just a little update on the guests we have lined up over the next uh, six to eight weeks. So we've got uh, Manny D of the uh, beloved uh, TSN Sportsnet uh play-by-play man of the Raptors coming on in the next uh, couple weeks. After that, E, E. Smith is uh, lined up. We got him. Uh, we believe Jack will also be coming on. We've got uh, a coach, a former coach of the uh, Final Four team, Bobby Kremens, has agreed to uh, come on. We're going to get him on around uh, the Final Four time. So Bobby will be joining uh, uh, my pickleball uh, partner, Bobby Kremens, will be joining. Uh, and who else? We've got oh, the then we've Toronto, got, Toronto, Star, Toronto Star Reporter. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rachel Brady, um, is going to come on, even though she doesn't do the beat, uh, for the raps anymore because the Globe and Mail does not do a beat. does not have a reporter for the, uh, a, uh, a individual reporter for the Raptors, which is a fucking whole other story. Uh, so we're going to get Rachel on and then, uh, Aaron Rose, Aaron Ben Rose, Aaron Ben Rose, who does, uh, Raptors reporting for SI. Uh, so, and, and he likes to gamble. So he's like perfect for us. Like, so he's coming on. Uh, and then I think I'm missing somebody. Anyways, we got, we got a lineup of people coming up. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be busy. So there you go. That's it. That's it. So, uh, Michael, welcome to the pod. And, uh, I don't know if, uh, Mike, you know how we, we exit, but we still exit with the, uh, Kawhi shot. shot out. So it's, we always just finish with Kawhi. So Kawhi. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away, Kawhi. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!